Hi, my name is Jordan Lytle, and welcome back to Collected Nonsense, a podcast about music, games, and other nonsense. With me, as always, I have my co-host, Zachary Bruno. Zachary, how are you doing? Hey, man. How's it going? Pretty good. We also have a guest this week. Garrett, how are you doing? Hello. I'm doing pretty good. I uh, actually came here visiting uh, Zach today, so that was pretty fun. Yeah, that was cool. cool. So, uh, Garrett, for the <coughs> listeners, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, <clears throat> what do you do? Okay, well, um, I guess if you want a full bio, I'm 23, <laughs> and I live in California. I'm a, um, a friend of Zach for several years, um, and that's how I learned about this little podcast thing that you guys do, which is kind of cool. I've only actually listened to about a third of them, or whatever, but it's pretty interesting, and I think you guys should definitely keep doing it. Um, cool. I, I think I've only listened to one episode myself, so. <laughs> That's funny. If I was you, I'd probably listen to every single one of them like 10 times before I was satisfied. Yeah, I mean, I don't have time to do that, unfortunately. Oh, so uh, yeah. I, yeah. Just, there's just not that much time. <laughs> yeah. As yeah, cool. For, as for what I do, though, I don't really do a whole lot, I guess you could say. I mean, I do a little bit of gaming here and there. I I do random jobs here and there. I don't I don't have a career path yet. <laughs> That's all right. <clears throat> You've got plenty of time to find out <clears throat> what you're going to do. Uh, it's good to have you on the show. Uh, so, let's see. Zachary, what have you been up to this week? What's new? Let's see. Uh, I don't know if we talked about this last week or not. I think it might have been in between, but... I ended up getting a bunch of foam panels to go behind my studio monitors, um, and they're all on my wall. Oh, I wall. think I saw a picture of that. Yeah, it looks pretty awesome, and it sounds even awesomer, so that's kind of the cool thing that I'd say is, yeah. <laughs> cool. So I'm, I'm hoping that's going to improve the sound of everything. I guess we'll see when I edit the recording. I guess it's <laughs> worth mentioning, too, um, as, as of the time of this recording... The last episode of the podcast is not up yet due to some uh, health issues that I've been dealing with that ah. I didn't have time to edit. So these, that, this episode and the last episode will probably go up pretty close together, like within a day of each other. But it, it should all be fine. We'll get it all worked out. And what's the distance between that and real time, the last time you recorded the other one? Uh, so last week was when oh, we right, the right. other one. Last week. Last Tuesday. So as of last yeah. week, when we when we left off, uh, Fallout Four was about to be released and had not yet been released. <clears throat> oh, and that right. was that was the main thing. And Fallout Four has been released, and I've played it now. You've so played later it later in the episode. We'll talk about it. But awesome. first, we're going to talk about some music. We got to do some music first. There's not that much in the music section, but here is what I have. Okay, so the band of the week is Tony Anderson. Actually, it's not a band. It's an artist. My bad. Sorry, Tony. Yeah, close enough. Uh, so, Tony Anderson is a really cool guy. I've never met him, but I've been able to follow him online on SoundCloud. So, his stuff sounds awesome. Uh, he's kind of like a film score composer, but he doesn't call himself that. He prefers the term, uh, I hope I'm right, I think it's sound architect or something. No, uh yeah, something like that. Uh, don't quote me on that. But anyway, um, all to say that he really likes dealing with sounds in new and innovating ways, and he's um, he makes some pretty cool music. So, cool. so what what style is it? Like, what genre would you describe it as? Yeah, uh, it's it's like film score music. I'd say he's like kind of like a modern day Hans Zimmer, kind of. So, I mean, does he write scores for? specific things or is it just in general he just writes music and it happens to sound like film scores there's a bit of both of that actually i think oh okay so if i was going to go listen to one of his songs which one would you suggest uh it'd be changing of the seasons changing of the seasons yeah okay. but he has a lot of great stuff go on his soundcloud uh which is just tony anderson i think it's pretty simple um it looks like he does uh it looks like he does uh, music videos and like trailers and uh, ads, the music yep. for ads. 
Oh, okay. And it looks like uh, it called, hey, it's a Sonic Architect. That's what it was. Sonic Architect. Thank you. Oh, okay, so even more pretentious. <clears throat> I like it. <laughs> I know, right? That sounds pretty good. Uh, so have you discovered any other new music that's worth mentioning or been listening to anything else this week? Actually, yes. I was... Uh, yeah, so the second band of the week, if, or second album of the week, if we can do that just for this week, is Empires by Hillsong United. And, I mean, originally I didn't really want to, like, uh, promote this album a little bit, like, even more than it was already... Ex- Okay, so basically, it's an amazing album, and I think that it got a lot of exposure, and I think a lot of people know about it, so most of our listeners would probably have already heard of it. Of it. Um, but it's such a great album, and I've listened to quite a few songs off the album, uh, and I just like it a lot more than I, I guess, used to. So um, it's, it's just a really great album, so you should go check it out. It doesn't say Empires on the cover. It's like this black and white kind of mesh concept art with the word united upside down have yet to fully comprehend the significance of upside down united on the top of the album cover but there it is um so go check it out if you want to listen to some great music because i think it's awesome interesting yeah so if the listeners haven't heard of it they shouldn't feel bad because i know who hillsong is but i have not listened to the album so um yeah so garrett what music do you listen to, and what you, what have you been listening to this week? What do you like? Okay, well, um, I've been doing a lot of driving in the last couple of days, uh, and before I started this trip as well. Uh, so I downloaded a bunch of different stuff to listen to in the vehicle, which, you know, a lot of people will listen to, let's see, my sister listens to 21 Pilots. Uh, I'm trying to remember the other one she listens to. But my style is quite a bit different because I don't really prefer the um, the the lyrical stuff. I like the instrumental. I like uh, uh, the more electro house type things. Okay. More, yeah, that kind of thing. Like, uh, let's see, something that she and I both like is Tobu. Oh which yeah, is... I believe I've heard of them, dude. Mm, yes, okay. I've heard of them. They're amazing. Yeah, that's one of the ones that we both like a lot of their songs. I mean, some of them are lyrical, some of them are instrumental, so it kind of meshes between what we both like. Other than that, there's, uh, let's see. Well, I'd usually listen to ones that uh, are listed by various promotional YouTube channels where they they usually follow a general uh, genre line and they promote different artists that do these genres. And uh, that's where I find most of my stuff. Everywhere from the different channels that do orchestral type, electro type, um, uh, electro funk type, you know, house, all that different upbeat. I mean, even the the nightcore stuff, all that different kind of stuff. Uh, it's not as popular, I suppose, as the standard pop songs, but I still like them. Yeah, I don't listen to a ton of pop either, but uh, although my music tastes tend to be a bit different it seems like most of the good stuff of any genre is not what ends up being popular unfortunately true enough true enough yeah okay so let's see i haven't listened to a ton of music this week been pretty busy let's see if i have listened to anything different than the usual bunch of uh the gaslight anthem as which is the usual um listen to anything different I think I listened to a little bit of Alkaline Trio, which I think I've mentioned before on the podcast. I'm not sure if I listened to anything new, though. I haven't been doing a lot of work going out discovering new things, but I guess when I have a little bit more time, I should look for some more stuff. Um, yeah, it's really... Oh, one thing I forgot to mention. So, the lead singer and songwriter of, from the Gaslight Anthem, Brian Fallon has been or he just finished recording a new solo album and he hasn't done a solo album before so i'll be interested to hear what that sounds like i'm excited for that but it hasn't come out yet so i haven't had a chance to listen to it that's cool. obviously yeah uh, apparently he recorded all of it using only <coughs> one amp it was a, apparently he really liked it 
and using a uh, was it Martin? What was the name of that guitar? I think it was the D thirty one. I think he used a couple different guitars, but that was his main one that he wrote all the stuff on it. The acoustic. Uh, yes. Uh, actually, it oh. may not be. It may be thirty five, not thirty one. What is it? I don't know. Anyway, the point of me saying that was that a couple of weeks ago I went to Guitar Center because I needed a new guitar, and I saw the one that he'd been playing, which is the you know like his four thousand dollar guitar, and I really wanted to pick it up and play it, but I knew that if I picked it up and play it, I was played it, I wasn't going to be satisfied with anything else, yeah. so <laughs> I just couldn't. Ended up getting a uh, a less expensive Martin guitar, but it's still still really good. I think I mentioned it a couple weeks ago. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I need to listen to some more of Josh Ritter's new album, which I have on my phone, but just haven't had a chance to really listen through a bunch. And I've got a bunch more. I need to go back and listen to some Springsteen's too. But this has turned into me talking about what I should listen to instead of what I have listened to. So I guess we're going to, I guess we can go and move on unless you guys have any other music stuff that you'd like to discuss. I got nothing really. All right. Uh, Zach, do you know anything in, oh wait, I think, did you mention last week that you uh, are doing music full time now? Yes, I did. I think. Yeah. How's that going? Uh, we had talked about, you know, you're still trying to figure out plans and stuff. Have you gotten any yeah. further with what you're going to do? And have you written any more songs since then? <coughs> yeah. Um, so I guess that would have been a nice thing to talk about before. Thanks for bringing that up, Jordan. Um, I, so, okay. So there's the Koi Reef project EP, and then there's a singer songwriter EP project that I'm working on. So there's two separate projects that I'm trying to work on in the same time in this month of November, and they should be done by the end of the month. And it's like halfway through the month. And I'm pretty much, I feel like I'm like running behind, um, already, but, uh, I'm working hard and I'm trying to trying to get them out. So Koi Reef it should be released very soon. I wanted it to be released today originally, but um, it's looking like it's probably going to re- be released around Thanksgiving. And that will sound pretty cool. I'm really happy, or I'm excited to see something that I've basically created the entire like thing. Um, and I've done some collaborations with some, some friends too, but just the fact that I've like mixed and, and mastered and you know, compose the, the entire thing on the computer electronically is, for me, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. But, um, and then the singer-songwriter EP is something that I've never done before, and I feel like it's, like, so out of the water, and, but I really want to do it because I feel like it's out of my comfort zone. So that's something that I want to do, um, and I should have done by the end of the month, hopefully. It might be a really small EP. It might be, like, three songs. I have no idea, uh, but that's something that I'm looking at doing so yeah good i'm looking forward to hearing it are you going to be i know you've been posting a bunch of stuff on soundcloud and stuff are you going to post this stuff on soundcloud or are you going to put it on itunes like you did with your earlier albums it's probably going to be on soundcloud and Bandcamp. i think itunes just seems a lot more permanent but yeah i'm definitely looking forward to hearing it um after that do you have plans after that or are you just gonna play things by ear uh actually unintended (laughs) Uh, I do uh, plans have plans. I think there's a band that my friend and I are starting from. Uh, it's kind of really tentative and <laughs> out of the water, weird, but uh, it's kind of like a 21 Pilot style band from with a guy from. I'm trying to think of the name of the state. I want to say Minnesota, but it's not. Is it Minnesota? Yes, it is Minnesota. From Minnesota. Um, so anyway, we met in. Uh, Illinois, yes, Illinois, last summer, or this summer, this past summer, and we did some music with their band, and so we're starting a really cool, hopefully, band, more experimental than anything, but it'll be cool to just try to, like, collaborate over the internet and stuff. Cool, yeah, I know collaborating on music stuff when you're not in the same location can be interesting, especially with, you know, recording issues and than just syncing everything up and working on things creatively together. It'll be interesting to see how that turns out. I think 
I just noticed something. I use the word interesting all the time, and somebody on another podcast I listen to is complaining about that because people use the word interesting to mean so many different things. So I think I should... Let's say it'll be uh, fascinating listening to it when it comes out. Cool. So yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed because I haven't had a chance to play my guitar very much lately. Played a little bit last week, but just haven't had the time to sit down and really play for long periods of time. Oh, by the way, that guitar I was talking about earlier is the Martin D41, not 31. I was close, but it's a it's a beautiful guitar. Beautiful $4,000 guitar. Wow, that's definitely expensive. I think the guitar that we have is like 100 bucks. <laughs> Yeah, so the the first acoustic guitar I started playing is sitting right next to me, and it's a Rogue... Hold on. It's a Rogue... It just says Rogue. It's an acoustic guitar, according to the label. I believe it. (laughs) Yeah, it's very nondescript, and it was like a $75 guitar that I got when I was like 12 or something. I've been playing that one until this year. And then I finally was like, well, I should probably get a better acoustic guitar because I have a couple electric guitars and that's where I kind of spent my money. But I wanted another acoustic guitar, so I got a a Martin, which was 700 bucks, I think. It wasn't cheap, but I wanted something that was a bit more mid-range. That sounded a lot better, and that guitar sounds beautiful. Like the, the Rogue sounds all right, but it sounds like a cheap guitar and plays like a cheap guitar. Um, and it, I mean, it held up pretty well. Like it still plays, but it just doesn't sound. It it just can't compare to the Martin. I mean, it, Martins sound very very nice. I've got a lot of bass. It sounds really good. But yeah, kind of went off on a little bit of a tangent there, but I guess we're still talking about music. Um, I think that probably wraps up the music discussion for this week. Not a lot going on. Well, I mean, there's kind of a lot going on, but not really at the same time. Oof. Let's see. Let's move on to talking about games. There were games that happened this week. Uh, Zach, have you been playing any games? I have, actually. You have? Yes. I'm surprised. Yeah. But only yeah, because Garrett is here. <laughs> so what? What game? Oh, you're talking about those games. Yeah. Card I, games. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> card games. Yeah. <laughs> I taught him a couple card. Ga- oh, we we taught him a couple card games. All right. So, those are the only games that I played, but they still count. They still count. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's funny. I was I totally totally set my mind. It's like card games don't even count as games really to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're not in the in the realm of what we've usually been talking about on this podcast. I yeah, think. and card games can vary so much because house rules vary by not only just house, but region and everything. They're all so different. Right, right. Like even the game of Uno, which has rules right in the box. Uh, I, I hadn't found out that other people played it differently until I like moved to California or whatever, and people would play it quite a bit differently than what I'm used to. I'm like, wait, I don't remember this being the rules. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, too, that like a lot of people just learn card games one way and assume that everybody knows how to play that way. And you, then you, So you just sit down, you start playing, and somebody's like, okay, now you got to burn a card. And you're like, what? What are you talking about? Right. It's like, yeah, no, you have to put a card down now because you did X, Y, Z. And you're like, that's not how this game is played. And they're like, that's the only way we've ever played it. Yeah. <laughs> I've Makes things one... interesting. I've had ones where we uh, stretch it up on Wikipedia on the official rules. <laughs> uh, usually, the, what we end up going with is, you know, whoever whoever's house we're playing with or whoever's deck of cards it is gets to decide what the rules are, as long as they say what the rules are at the beginning. Like you can't just make stuff up as you go along. True enough. True enough. But you don't always know how many variances you have until after you play the game. Yeah, sometimes that's why it's good to have like a practice game that quote-unquote doesn't count like even if you're not playing for anything just for fun um as long as you get it all figured out in the first game then you're usually fine so what yeah. kind of card games do you guys play 
Um, like we're, we're talking about you know standard deck of cards and yeah, you know yeah. playing hearts or poker or it was what I, I don't remember Garrett. What were the what were the games? Um, we played uh, tens and uh, a game called Yaniv. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'm, I don't know what the official rules are on Yonif, but we learned that one from online, I think. Uh, tens. We were going to play um, a card game called, called Golf as well, but we didn't actually get that, that one. I think Golf I've played. The other two I haven't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tens is similar, but more of in a rotational... Uh, it doesn't take much skill to play tens. It's just a, a long-based, time-wasting game. Uh... Yeah, yeah. It doesn't even have to take as much skill as Go Fish does. Does it take more skill than War? Uh, well, I mean, yeah. War is just looking at a card and it's uh, it beats the other card. Yeah, that's my point. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that doesn't have any specific skill. So yeah, something like that. The only actual skill in there is playing your wild cards in the, whichever place you want. But that's still random. Uh, it's not actual skill like, like uh. Um, whereas in Yonif, it's one of the it's a uh, a set based game where you make sets, and you're trying to obtain well, kind of like in Hearts, where you're trying to obtain a certain amount of points. Uh, can't remember the exact rules of Hearts, but in Yonif, you try to uh, you try to end up with less than seven points and call and call it, and then you either win or if somebody has less points than you, they win or whatnot like that it's pretty simple it's pretty much the only thing we play at our place okay i don't know why it was fun sounds interesting but, but yeah just basic deck of cards we had we actually put two decks together because it's easier to play that way we used to do that with war which was dumb because you know war it really is just a time killing game it's, it's <laughs> you're just like i'm gonna flip over a card you're gonna flip over a card no one is ever going to win and we know it we're just gonna keep doing this until we either get way too bored or something happens and we can leave. There's also a version called uh, Egyptian War, oh, I yes. believe, uh, which is a little bit varied. I think it has a little bit more to it, but I can't remember how much. I think it's about the same, though, still. Huh. Yeah, I hadn't heard of that. But then again, I don't play a ton of card games, unfortunately. Yeah, I generally, if I'm, if I'm really bored and don't have anything else, if you only have one card, like a, a small amount of space for games or whatever, uh, a couple card decks will last you through a couple different uh, varieties of games and styles uh, for several hours comparatively to having to lug, lug along like a Monopoly game or some other large style board game, which is just a pain to set up and clean up uh, and everybody yells over <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Basic card games aren't quite so intense. Yeah, I mean, that, that's really why a deck of cards is really nice, is because as long as you know a few different games, you can do tons of stuff with it, and you can, you know, stick it in your pocket or stick it in a backpack. Like, my backpack always has a deck of cards in it. I don't always get a chance to use it, or very occasionally get a chance to use it, but if I need it, it's always right there. That's nice. I do not keep one that close to me. But then again, I don't know how to play poker or any of those other games either. I don't know enough card games. Neither do I, which is part of the reason why I don't get a chance to use it a ton. But I'm also usually either at work or, you know, hanging out doing something else. You know, like, oh, I'm going to a movie or, you know, there's not a whole lot of time where I'm sitting around with nothing else to do. And I'm like, I want to play some cards. Although I've played Cards Against Humanity quite a bit with friends and stuff like that which is basically i mean mechanics wise it's on the level of war like nothing well it's a little bit there's a little more to it than that but it's so like anything goes it's more for the humor than it is for actual uh, who, who's gonna win or how many points you get right right uh though generally card games is something you use to uh to waste time with friends that you're either waiting on something or even if you even if you're at the airport and you're waiting on your flight stuff like that that you that uh, compact game like that is really useful for yeah it's a lot of time killing I think it's the only times I've ever played cards were when I was killing time I don't think I've ever sat down and been like I really want to play a card game actually yeah, I mean, that's not true yeah. 
I've done that on campouts. That's the other thing that's really nice for is, you know, if you're going to a summer camp, you're going to camp out, stick a pack of cards in your backpack. It weighs almost nothing. You can sit in the tent in the middle of the night when you're really supposed to be asleep and play cards. We've yeah, de- we definitely played, played, uh, I think like I've only ever played poker like twice. And one of the, one time I remember we were sitting in a tent in the middle of the night playing poker and using, uh, somebody had a, a whole thing of aspirin and we were using individual aspirin tablets as poker chips. So you were, uh, playing poker with drugs. <laughs> Correct. No one was taking anything. That was the funny thing. It's just like, we're just sitting here and it's really, they're really hard to count. It was a pain. That's still really hilarious that. explaining it though, that you're using an actual Yeah, if you simplify bottle. it, if you oversimplify it. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, have you ever done uh have you ever done poker with like candy no i mean because i've only played a couple times but uh, it's it tends to work the same way except i think usually people end up eating the candy right well yeah i mean you, you win the jackpot it's all yours right yeah i mean that's the general idea except with aspirin that doesn't quite work unless no, you no. really want to die <laughs> unless you want to die exactly that's not good it's probably not if they're wait, how old were you? Probably fifteen. Okay. Sixteen, something like that. The counselor should have busted you guys with that. Yeah. Playing eh. poker with aspirin. It was fine. I don't we wouldn't even have gotten in trouble except for being up so late. <laughs> it was fun though. Yeah. So let's see. Card games. Garrett, have you been playing any other games other than card games? I know you've been on the roads. So you probably haven't had a chance to play a ton of stuff. No, but I guess, let's see, last week, probably around the time you guys did your last episode, I I wasn't playing Fallout 4 because I don't have it, or I've never played any of the Fallout series. But I did do a little bit of research on it. It's kind of cool. Oh, that's good stuff. Uh, the history stuff on it is pretty cool, actually. But other than that, I was playing. Uh, I was playing Vindictus. That's what I was playing. Okay, that that name sounds familiar, but I don't know off the top of my head what it it's, is. Uh, let's see. It's a slightly older instance-based hack and slash combo game. Okay. Um, Japanese? No, not it's Korean. Yeah, it's Korean. Uh, and as with all Korean ones, it's a little over uh costumized it's it's a tough game i mean i like it for the hack and slash and the combos but there are difficult uh aspects of it and all the pieces are meant to look good on your characters that they make it to where you have to pay for removing your uh uh very modest innerwear ah <laughs> uh, yes the staple of yes, yes. One games of those from that games. area. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, though it was. It's okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's more about the gameplay. If the gameplay is good, then you can overlook other aspects. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Terra is not amazing either for the same reasons, and its story. Both of their stories are different because in Vindictus, it's one of those ones where you have the, uh, the like the drawn characters in the dialogue scenes. You got your little drawn face, and then their text down on the bottom, and you you go through their different dialogue. Like uh, I can't think of any other games off the, off the top of my head that are like that. Huh. Uh, as compared to Terra, which is a newer game, uh, with a lot better graphics technically, that make it all fancy and stuff like that. I don't know. I still like it though. Interesting. I mean, I played a ton of older games too. I mean, Fallout Four. I've been playing, which is, you know, brand new, but I don't usually play stuff the second it comes out. I usually play a lot of stuff like Doom, which, I mean, came out before I was born. And I've got, right. I mean, not two feet away from me, I have a SNES and an N64 sitting there, which I haven't had a ton of time to play, but I really like. There's some older games that I really enjoy. Got um, Legend of Zelda. Uh, I, I want to say Link to the Past because I really like Link to the Past, which is on SNES, but that's not the one I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of Ocarina of Time. 
which is also a really good game. Um, I need to clean out the cartridge though because it keeps not loading properly, and so I'll I'll start moving around. Everything seems fine, and then suddenly characters just go crazy. I can't move from one area to the other or something, and then I'll you know clean out the cartridge and it starts working fine, but it gets dust in it and stuff because I'm not storing it properly. I see. But actually, you reminded me. Uh, I was also playing uh, some RTS games, the real-time strategy stuff. Uh, have you heard of Rise of Nations? I've heard of it. I've not played it. What's okay. it like? Um, let's see. You do know Age of, Age of Empires, right? Yes. Uh, uh, last month, I played a ton of Age of Empires 2. Okay. So, and then you know the Civilization series, right? Yes, I do. Okay, so combine uh, Age of Empires and Civilization together as an RTS, and you get Rise of Nations. Okay. Uh, you advance in ages, just like in Civilization, but it's live, uh, live strategy game like Age of Empires, but it lasts longer than Age of Empires, uh, which is quite nice. It's, it's different. Uh, we also played, uh, I mean... Couple friends of mine, we played uh, an RTS game similar to Rise of Nations that was in Alpha. It's called Zero AD. Uh, huh, it's, I don't think I've heard of that one. Yeah, it's it's in Alpha. It's brand new. Um, it, the gameplay is okay, except for in Alpha they don't have that. They don't when you, when you make too many units, the 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 game lags, and it's it lags really bad. <laughs> Uh, so it definitely shows its alpha state, but it looks like a, a better version of Rise of Nations, a little bit closer to the Age of Empires side, which was, I really like that. Interesting. So that kind of reminds me of Empire Earth. Have you ever played Empire Earth? It sounds familiar. Uh, I have not. I have I've played uh, Total War. Yeah, so it's... it's made by different people it's, it's very similar to age of empires gameplay wise but it, instead of just going to like the castle age or even to you know uh the colonial age like age of empires 3 did it goes all the way from the beginning of time like civilization does it goes all the way from the beginning of time so you've got you know stone age people stone age buildings stone age units all the way through modern times with airplanes and machine guns and all that and all the way into the future with you know mechs and all sorts of crazy stuff. And, and what what did you say it was called? Uh it go, it's it's called Empire Earth. Yeah. It's I, I haven't played a ton of it because I don't know anybody else who has it, so I've only played a little bit of single player, but it's it seems really good. There's some crazy stuff you can do. Like you, you can get um what are they called? Like some sort of druid unit, which some sort of wizard guy. And he can uh, instead of attacking like normal or working like the priests in Age of Empires do, they have their own attacks, which are like elemental-based attacks. So they can call down a shower of rocks from the sky, or they can open up a crack in the ground, which will swallow up other units. Or you can like run into an enemy's town, and he can create a volcano in the middle of the town, which will then erupt and damage, you know, do an AOE attack on everything around it. So you, you just run into their town, create a volcano, and then just leave. And it just destroys a ton of stuff well that's pretty intense i'm looking at it uh a video empire earth 3 trailer uh a lot of the mechs and stuff like that look like they're straight from command and conquer uh if you're familiar with that one i own it but i've never played it oh which one i don't know which one hold on let me look at my steam library to me, anyway, that's what the mechs and stuff look like. That something from like either Red Alert Two or yeah, probably Red Alert Two is what it looks the most similar to. It's possible that one was inspired by the other, but I don't know which one came first. Well, um, Command and Conquer has been around for a long, long time since. Uh, Oh yeah, a long time, <laughs> a very long time, since they only had little tiny pixel characters and moving around to make little tiny bases. Yeah, so is Empire Earth actually. The first Empire Earth is almost as old as Age of Empires. I don't remember exactly how old, 
maybe I, I don't see. have Command and Conquer. Because th there's two different it. two different things in Command and Conquer. One's the uh, uh, well, actually, it would be three. There's like the the Red Alert series, Command and Conquer oh, Red actually, Alert. I do and have that. That's the one I have. Is Red Alert three? Red Alert three. Okay. Do you have the the red the base Red Alert three or Red Alert three Uprising? Oh, I have Uprising. I didn't see okay. it because the title was cut off. Right, so Uprising is single-player only. Otherwise, I would have asked to play it with you. Uh, I have no I, idea why I own this. Apparently, I bought it in November of last year. That's, Do not yeah, remember it, was, it. That's when it was new. It's it's a cool game. I like Uprising better than the standard. They've got some really nice, quote-unquote, super weapons that you can can do and some really powerful units over what the, the base Red Alert 3 is. But comparatively to Command and Conquer's other series, the uh, um, Generals, yes, Command and Conquer Generals is what it was. But instead of the future techie and and sort of uh, cartoony looking characters, they were realistic G, uh, GIs and uh, actual like M16s and modern weapons, not your futuristic stuff. Uh, which I like that a lot better. It was they had a lot more mods for it. They had some good expansions. Uh, Queen of Conquer Generals Zero Hour was my favorite. Um, that one was really nice. I I like that one. So but it's interesting. To... Like, I the reason I know about Command and Conquer or really know anything about it at all, which is not much. So I was listening to a, a back catalog of a podcast, the Giant Bomb Cast, which is the guys over at uh, Giant Bomb, which is a video game web uh, news website. Uh, They're backlogged from 2008, and they were talking about the Red Alert series. That's the only reference, the only frame of reference I have for it, is they were talking about some of the ads for it because it was new at the time. Oh uh, yeah, uh, I remember playing Red Alert one and two back when I was like 13. Um, I was what my dad used to play. Uh, us kids would, you know, <laughs> watch him play the, the game, and we would be his little map scanners, like, oh, dad, there's enemies coming from the right side. You should take them out, or whatever. Uh, it was pretty funny. Uh, when we were old enough to really play much for games, we were getting into the Age of Empires instead. We played some Command & Conquer too, but we kind of liked how the Age of Empires had the all the colonial stuff. Well, Age of Empires three. Um, so that's what we mostly played was that. That's what I mostly uh, played. Three? Yeah. So I've played, I've been playing a bunch of two more recently, but I didn't originally own two. I'd only played it at friends' houses. And then I bought three, I don't know, probably five or, you know, eight years ago, I think. Quite a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Same here. Same here. I got it when it came out and then I got all the expansions too when they came out. Yeah, I didn't have any of the expansions, but the, some of them were pretty cool. I just didn't have the money at the time. Yeah, yeah, I really like the expansions, especially the uh, Asian one. That yeah, one that one was really, really nice. cool. The, the it looked really pretty too at the time. I don't know; it, it probably doesn't hold up now, but oh, uh, it's it still looks pretty decent. I mean, I'm comparing it to Age of Empires two. It looks pretty nice. Probably. Uh, Age of Empires two is okay gameplay wise. It seems to take longer. It's more similar to. Uh, Rise of Nations, and uh, it takes a little bit longer just because there's more units, more options, and stuff. Whereas Age of Empires 3 is a little bit more streamlined. There's less units to build, there's less units that you can build, uh, and whatnot. But I, I don't know, I grew up doing that, so I was fine with it. Yeah, I think the only version of Age of Empires 2 that I've played recently is the HD edition, which is the it, Steam release. Which yeah, same here. Looks pretty decent. But the only issue is that, like, there are no resolution options and no graphics options at all. They're just like, whatever your monitor's at, that's what you get. And it's like, all right, well. Yeah. Like, but it's interesting, though, because they've been releasing expansions for Age of Empires 2 that they're just developing now. Like, they just released one a little while ago. What was it? Um, oh, An expansion? What? Yeah. Um, so there's Age of Empires 2, The Forgotten, which has it's a new official expansion for the age of empires 2 universe uh okay yeah i think i did get that i got the uh age of empires complete edition which came with two 
uh, HD, and I think maybe the that expansion, which I haven't tried. Yeah, it's got five new civilizations, seven new campaigns, uh, and they just released another one a little while ago. What is it? The African Kingdoms, which has I do not know. Uh, four new civilizations: um, the Barbers, the Malians, the Ethiopians, and the Portuguese. Like, oh, I guess there were Portuguese in Age of Empires three. I was about to say I could have sworn there were Portuguese. Yeah, before. yeah. And then four, four new fully voiced campaigns, and then new units and technologies, a new game mode, improved AI, 10 new maps. Uh, yeah. Tens a lot. Tens a lot of maps. Uh, most of these games yeah. and stuff like that have like only 15 maps to start with. That's like double. Well, most games don't have expansions coming out years and years and years and years after they came out. Like, well, I, true. I, but in Age of Empires three, there was a there's a map builder as well. You could make your own maps as well. Yeah, I messed with that a little bit, but mostly what I did with that was just put like three thousand units on one map and then just mess around with them. Ah, uh, so get insane got, numbers of units and stuff. I got serious and and made my own like. Uh, you know, actually, never mind. I'm, what I'm thinking of is the civilization map editor. I know Age of Empires had one too, but I never did anything in that one. I did the Civilization one, though. Yeah, I don't mess with the Civilization one, but the Age of Empires one was a pain to use. Uh, uh, it could have also just been that I wasn't any good at it. But <laughs> uh, How many of the Civilizations have you played? I've played four and five. And so I played, a, or Zachary and I actually played a bunch of four back in the day. Um, well, not a bunch of it. We just played, we started multiple games of it and never finished one. We would just do, uh, like, the... Like multi, like local multiplayer on it, where you 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 play your turn and then you hit the button and then switch seats like a hot seat stuff. Oh, um, oh, so you were actually there at the same. I've never actually yeah. used. Uh, we wanted to do the uh, hot seat multiplayer for it actually here. If if uh, Zach had stayed any longer, we would have tried it on five. Uh, but I've never actually done that one. Yeah, so we we did that with four, and then I bought five a while ago and just played it single player, and it, it was all right. It's a pretty I've good series. I've played five with my siblings so far. We've actually been playing it all the way since Civilization Two. Yeah, uh, I've never played any of them before four. Right, right. Two though, two has non-moving, uh, solid two D characters that you move around on the screen, so it's pretty old. <laughs> Uh, three, I liked three quite a bit. Uh, four, I'd have to say, is one of their the best ones that they made. Five is good, but I, I don't know. I just kind of missed some of the stuff from four they took out. I would have to agree. I think I, I think I like four better. Like five definitely looks great, but it's missing some mechanics. Yes, yes, I agree. And I can't I, tell you off the top of my head what those are because it's been a little while since I played either of them. But there's there also were, with. Four, they came out with a uh, civilization four colonization, uh, a variant of civilization which is about city. Uh, well, you you make a colony, and it's a little bit more complicated than civilization. But instead of actually advancing a civilization, it's starting from the beginning of the colonial to the to independence, basically, uh, trying to um, keep trade up with various cities. And uh, it's it's a lot more difficult. There's two versions of colonization. There's the really old version from like Civilization Two, and then there's the new one from Four. Uh, but I never really got into that one. I've never even heard of it. Oh, you should look it up. Yeah, so I haven't played really any of the expansions for any of the Civilization stuff because I've always played it, you know, just for a few hours here and there, and liked right, the series right. well enough, but wasn't in love with it or anything. It's hard to finish. Uh, it takes a long time, especially when you do it with as many siblings as I have. <laughs> There's like four of us in total, and we all have to wait for each other for the different turns. Just one game takes like two days. Yeah. Okay, so to put that in perspective, I put 13 hours into Civilization Five. That was all in one game. Dang. And I didn't finish it. You didn't finish it? That's no. That's pretty intense. So you're like probably in the modern ages right I'll yes to... okay so and the the deal was that like there was 
really intense battles back and forth, and I think I chose the largest map size. So there I were always do that. Always who do knows that. how many civilizations? And so I just it got to the point where I clearly won from a you know economic standpoint. I had the most cities, and it was clear I was going to win. <laughs> but I was like, I don't want to go in and destroy every single other city on the map to win because it just takes just so long. Tired. It, it just that's the longest part of the game. Yeah, yeah. That's Unless why you crush somebody early, it it's like the monopoly of video games. Right, right. Whereas with uh, Rise of Nations, it's kind of like that. I mean, you get to you can get to the point where you build up your economy, they build up their economies. Uh, like in one of the last games I did, I I was doing so well, I was two ages ahead of any other player. Um. That would have been the perfect time to go and invade everybody and wipe at least one or two of them off the map. But I decided to like, eh, I'm just going to keep working on my economy. And then everybody catches up to me, and it would just be too much of a pain to actually finish them off. Because now they have the same stuff as I do. Just because I've been at it longer doesn't mean it's not going to be hard. Yeah. Yeah, it's, ugh. it's a really good game, but it just takes so long. Yeah, yeah. You gotta have a good chunk of time. And Rise of Nations just brings it down to like like a sixth of that, but it still come, usually takes about two hours if you play a good long game. It sounds but more manageable. That, yes, yes. Two hours is way more manageable, but compared to Age of Empires, which you can finish in a half hour if you were good. Hmm. Sounds good. Well, Age of Empires 3, anyway. 2, I think, took me a little bit longer. But I've only played a couple games of 2. I need to try it again. It's good. It it takes a lot more to learn than Age of Empires 3 did. Because like I, I played, you know, tons of games last month. I haven't played much this month. But last month I played a ton of games of it and was still, you know... I, I was winning against AI, but on easy, and was not doing it easily. So that may just be the right. fact that I'm bad at RTS, but I could play on pretty decent difficulty in Age of Empires 3 as a kid and win more easily. So right, Age of Empires right. 2 is much harder. At least uh, I found that it was. It's the same way with Rise of Nations. Um, because there's, like Age of Empires 2, Rise of, Nation, of Nations has just more options. And the more more options there are, the the harder and slower uh a human player uh has at at doing whatever it is they're always slower at it because there's just more stuff and the computer always has an easier time than we do because they can do everything practically instantly uh whereas with age of empires since there wasn't that many units anyway the computer didn't have too much of an advantage yeah it wasn't nearly as bad and then in, game, in Civilization, since it's turn-based, you have all the time in the world, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, but that can be bad, too. If you're playing against a human player, it's like, hmm. It's like playing chess with somebody who can't decide. You're like, you're like huh. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm <laughs> it's even worse if you're playing over the internet, because then you're just like, are they going to are they gonna move, or did they just... Or not. Like, <laughs> did, they go to, did they go to dinner and just leave the computer running? I don't... I know, right? That's why I always play locally, generally, or with people I know when I'm on voice. Yeah, those kind of ones generally are better that way. Yeah. So, yeah. RTS and uh, 4X. It's good stuff. I don't play nearly enough of it. Real quick, before we run out of time, I want to talk about Fallout 4, since I promised that I would. Uh, I only played, like, four hours this week, because I got it Friday and didn't have a ton of time, but... Fallout, that whole series is good, and Fallout 4 is very good. I, I So far, I think I still like New Vegas better, but I'm not far enough in to really tell. It, it's been a bit interesting, because traditionally, all the Fallout games have been mostly RPG. Like they have a lot of elements from traditional RPGs, because the first two were, you know, uh, the you know turn-based tactical RPGs, just a PC tactical RPG, and I tried to play a few of those, and they didn't run very well on my computer, so I ended up just sticking with three New Vegas and then four. 
in three in New Vegas, you still have the thing where you have uh, special attributes, which are your you know, strength, agility, luck, uh, charisma, and so on. And you pick those at the beginning. You distribute your points, and then that's it for the most part. You can there are certain things you can do story wise that will give you a bonus to one or more of those things, but for the most part, that's it. And then you put points into specific skills like sneak, lockpick, science, uh, you know, and a few other things, speech. And then that's what you get to, when you level up, you get to add points into those things, but not into your special attributes. And then you have on top of that perks, which are just random things like plus 20% to handguns, but you're not as good with rifles or something like that, or uh, just... Lady right. killer, lady killer, which just means that all of your speech checks with women always succeed, or something like something to that effect. Um, hey, and, yeah, I always pick that one because it gives you additional dialogue options that you just straight up don't get otherwise, and it gives you a, a bonus versus women during combat. Um, and there's an equivalent <laughs> for men too, and you can actually take both of them in one of the games. I can't remember which one, but in one of them you can take both of those perks, and then you just have a straight up combat bonus across the board. Um. But in the new one, they took out, or they completely changed the way that leveling up works. So you can actually continue to level up your special attributes. Or you get one point per level. You can put that into one of your special attributes, or you can put it into a perk. And the perks are also the same as the speech, lockpick, science, and, and so on from the other games. They're just in perks now. And so you can level up each one of those individually a certain number of times. But if you want to, you can just you can forget all of that other stuff and just level up your special attributes to the max. And there's also no level cap in the game. So if you just want to go grind until you're until you're some you know crazy level and then do all the story stuff, you could do that. You know, if you want to get everything unlocked ever, you can do that. Um, which some fans of traditional RPGs don't like, but I kind of like it because it's a lot more freedom. And you know, I like to be able to if I accidentally didn't give myself enough strength at the beginning of the game, be able to just go level up a couple times and put a couple points in strength and then be fine as opposed to having to restart, which is something I had to do in Skyrim because I just didn't level up properly. Um, so it's interesting. Uh, Story-wise, so far the story seems good, but I'm not really far enough into it to really say anything about it, especially not without spoiling things. But it seems fairly well-written and fun to play through. Um, the other new thing is that before you had junk items, like in Skyrim, uh, they're just items laying around all over the place that really aren't worth much of anything. You can pick them up and sell them if you want, but most containers are like one useful thing and 20 junk items or something. And Fallout 4, all those mean something because they now have a like base construction section of the game where you'll be given a city and say, okay, this city has been mostly destroyed from the nuclear fallout, and you want to rebuild it into a base. So almost anything in this in that you know, town, I guess it's more of a town than a city, you can um, destroy and then rebuild with elements that you get from the what used to be junk items. So you want to collect everything, which is kind of cool because anything that you have can be used to build something else. So but it's, it's crafting? I mean, did the old other games have crafting? The other games had crafting, but there were certain items that worked and certain items that didn't. In this game, every item in the game can be broken down into components. And I those see, components are useful for a lot of things. So you can use that for building things in the base. You can use that for building armor. You can use that for uh, customizing weapons. And instead of just having you know, a handful of customizations, you can change the like type of ammo. You can take a handgun and turn it into a rifle if you have the right components. You can do crazy stuff. It's awesome. Um, and I don't even like crafting stuff. And as soon as I saw it, it was like, hey, uh, you have a 10 millimeter handgun. Do you want it to be a 38? You can do that. Just You can rechamber it. I'm like, okay. You want to put a suppressor on it? You can put that a suppressor really on it. That sounds really cool. Yeah. You want to put a long barrel, a scope, and then a stock on it? Sure. You want to switch it to be an automatic weapon? Go for it. You know, it's Dang, that's actually all sorts really of, good customization. Yeah, it's really really good the only downside to it is because every item in the game matters i end up taking way more time just sitting and collecting things you know i'll, I'll go through like a i guess what or the fallout equivalent of like a dungeon area so like one of them 
The last one I did was just a supermarket with a ton of items in it and, and enemies that kind of keep respawning whenever you go back in. And it took me two tries to clear the area because I kept getting uh, like overburdened with things. Like I would pick up too many things and then not be able to run and have to drop something, go back. How how does the overburdening, overburdening and uh, is it it's the same Skyrim as the the Skyrim system? The just yes. weight. So this it's based on weight, the same way that the Skyrim stuff is and the other Fallout stuff is. It's the same engine. Um, and they okay. didn't change that, which is really annoying. Um, I usually mod it that out because I hate it. But they but don't have mods that yet, obviously. They may have a mod for it yet, but it hasn't irritated me enough yet to actually go looking for it. I see. I mean, at first I did uh, vanilla Skyrim, uh, and it was okay. But once I figured out the uh, weightless junk mod, I was like, "That I need that." <laughs> Definitely. Uh, and so the the thing is that you can you have a workbench at each of your little cities that you have because you can have multiple of them like each base, and so you can just go back there and dump all your junk items. And so that's what I do. Um, but the thing is, you have to fast travel there and back, which is annoying. Um, it'd be nice if you could just send one of your companions to go do it, but you know, it works does, all right. Does fast travel work the same way as in Skyrim as well, where it actually takes time? I I don't know about. It's taking time. Like, mechanically speaking, as far as, you know, you visit the map, click the button, as long as you discovered it, it goes there. It's the same. But I'll have to go look at the actual in-game clock and pay attention next time I play. Okay, because, I mean, in Skyrim, I mean, when you're traveling across the, the entire country in a quick travel to do something, uh, I, I mean, it's it's daytime and then it's nighttime because it's been 12 hours and then it puts it forward. Uh, and it can be annoying sometimes, especially if you're like a vampire or something. Yeah, I haven't noticed that really affecting anything gameplay-wise, so I, I'm not sure. Uh, there are things like storms, so a storm will blow in, and then uh, I don't know if that affects your aim or stuff like that, but I'll have to pay attention next time I play. One thing I did notice is the, so, I mean, you have guns and stuff, and the guns in Fallout New Vegas and Fallout 3 were always really... Like, you could never just shoot them. I mean, you can. it's a first-person shooter. You can control it like a first-person shooter, but it doesn't play quite right that way. And so they, you have something called VATS, uh, which yeah. in 3 and New Vegas uh, would completely pause the game, and then you would have a percentage chance to hit each body part of each enemy that you had. Yeah. And you could, uh, you know, pick each thing, and it would, you'd pick what you want to aim for, and you have a certain number of action points based on your attributes, and once they're all used up, it's done. So in the new one, they fixed... Oh, wait, mostly. so the combat was a turn. It was like a turn. It's like a turn, but not. So it's still real time, but you can pause it at any time and spend your action points. And then once oh. your action points run out, you can continue to shoot as if they were still there, but you have to do it in the first-person or third-person mode real time. Okay, and so the new one still has that, mode. but the first- and third-person modes are actually viable now. Um, it's still not perfect, but the shooting feels much, much better. So you can just... You know, use it real time if you want. But if you want to go into VATS, they change the way that some of the percentages are balanced, so it's a, it works a little better. And the other thing is they balance it a little bit um, towards doing it real time because when you go into VATS, it doesn't freeze time; it just slows time down. So you can't just pause. You can't use it as a pause button to you know get out of really sticky situations anymore, which you know could be a good or bad thing. But kind of like Skyrim. Yeah, so far it seems to work pretty well. Um, but yeah, it. It's real good. Yeah, so I'll have to. I think that's pretty much all I got on that for now because it's it's one of those games where you don't really get a good picture of everything that the game is until you're about twenty hours in, and I'm like four hours in. So it's real good. So yeah, I think we're about out of time. So I think we're gonna go ahead and wrap up. Um, let's see. Garrett, if people want to uh, like follow you on Twitter or find you online, uh, where can they find you? Um, let's see. I have a YouTube link. Let's see, I could probably do. I don't have a Twitter that's worth anything. So, uh, just one night gaming, one with an O N E, one night gaming on YouTube. That's my gaming channel. Pretty much the only place to find anything that I do. Cool. And uh, Zach, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Zachary Bruno, Z-A-C-H-A-R-Y-B-R-U-N-O. 
and on SoundCloud, um, I have my, let's see, Koi Reef is my most recent sound project, so you can find me there. That's uh, Koi, as in, or K-O-I-R-E-E-F, and Facebook, at Zachary Bruno Piano. There's just tons of different places you can probably scour the internet and stop. Just Google me. Zachary Bruno. Yeah. You'll find it. There you go. <laughs> Yep, so if you want to find me, you follow me on Twitter at Lytle Jordan, L-Y-T-L-E-J-O-R-D-A-N. Uh, so, Garrett, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks, Ben. Zachary, it was good to talk to you. And listeners, thank you for listening. We'll see you, or hear you. You will hear us next week. I almost got that right. Bye. Bye.